welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Beggars and Brawlers podcast. This is episode 28, recorded Thursday, the 16th of September. And in this episode, as we've been doing, I have a new chapter of the Dragon Bard for you. And I have COVID. Or, more accurately, I had COVID. Then I had a week to stew and write and think without my family while I got better. And you know what? I learned some things. Okay, so it was the end of the fruit season. I've been working my butt off. I've been missing my family. I hadn't seen them since early July. And we had this beautiful plan to all meet on the beach in South Carolina, that warm Atlantic water. We'd rent a condo on the coast and we'd just relax and be together and remember what it was like to be a family. I was so pumped. I just had a couple days in North Dakota left to kind of pack everything up and shutter everything up for the next season. And then I was headed south. And I was so excited, and I started to feel a little bit run down on day two of packing that stuff up, but I thought, yeah, whatever. I think that I have a good immune system, so I'll just power through it. Day three, I felt more than a little run down. I was dragging myself through the day and starting to call on my 70-year-old dad more and more to help me because I couldn't really get things done. I started to reevaluate what I was trying to do to finish the season and see what I could skip because I was dead set on leaving on Saturday so I could get home, do the things I needed to do there, and still make it for, to the beach. Saturday came. I wasn't nearly done with the things I needed to do. I felt worse. Uh, I dragged myself through the bare essentials, got in the truck, started driving, and those 10 hours from North Dakota to Denver were like some of the worst of my life. And at some point in the middle of it, I had to accept that I was not going to feel better in a couple days to go see my family, especially because I had seen a couple people who casually mentioned to me in the course of talking that they had lost their sense of taste and smell a few weeks ago, which is sort of classic COVID. So I was like, okay, there's a chance that this is not just your ordinary flu and I need a quarantine. So I got home, felt awful. The next morning felt worse, masked myself up as best I could and went on a mission to find these rapid COVID tests, which for people in the US, I highly recommend you get some. BNAX now, sold at Walmart. They take 15 minutes. If you get a negative test, you're definitely negative. If you get a positive, you might want to test again because they're only about 83% reliable. But if you get a negative, you're good to go and you don't have to wait days and days. What they're doing uh, at the drugstores now, if you get an appointment, is a PCR test, which is really accurate, but it takes a long time. 15 minutes and you know what's up. So if you're ever worried that you're going to be contagious or that you've been exposed, get one of these tests. Just have a few on hand. They're super easy. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, it doesn't matter. Then you know for sure what's going on in your body. Anyways, <laughs> I wasn't the only one who realized how valuable these tests were as COVID was kind of surging. The Delta variant, they were super hard to find and I was like dead sick. Felt really bad going into stores. Fortunately, the first one that I checked had them. I had to go and search for some later, and it was it was an awful search. I was feeling better, but I'd run out of tests because I'd only bought six, <laughs> and I ended up needing more than that. And that search took forever, and I basically had to drive all the way out of the city to find them. So you can order them online. It's a good idea to do it just to have them around. I encourage you to do that. I think other countries are a little bit more uh, on the ball about testing. It's you know a really great way to make sure that we're not spreading this disease. Anyway, I got home and got the test and tested, and yeah, it was strongly positive. It's kind of like a pregnancy test, uh, but when you see that second line, you're not overcome with joy or <laughs> wonder at what your life is going to be. You just think, well, 
And I thought that I was kind of bulletproof because I had had a known exposure in early August. I didn't get sick from it. I'm vaccinated. I think that I had COVID really early on in March of 2020. So I thought that I was bulletproof, but the disease broke through my vaccine and I got sick and I was really sick for probably, let's see, probably four days or five days. I felt awful. Um, and I was in a house that had no food. I couldn't talk to anyone. It was rough for a while. Uh, I like free time and downtime, but not when I feel so horrible, especially this raging headache that I had. Anyways, I got better. So I watched a lot of Netflix. Uh, I watched Cobra Kai, which you probably know if you listened to the last episode. Um, and you probably heard in that episode, I didn't want to talk about it, but I was still sick then. And you can definitely hear it in my voice, as you can hear now that I'm completely better. So I read a lot and... I wrote a lot once I started feeling better, but I kept testing positive. So I knew it wasn't responsible to see my friends, even though I hadn't seen friends or family in many months. I couldn't go to restaurants, even though I'd been in kind of a food wasteland for the last four months. I could take one careful walk a day, wearing my mask, staying off main roads, staying away from people like the old days when we were all afraid of each other in COVID. Yeah, I just had a lot of time. And all I wanted to do was be on the beach with my family and the last thing I wanted to do was to go there and get them all sick with COVID. So I had to just keep waiting and testing and coming up positive and waiting more. And it was not pleasant. And here's the crazy thing is most of the year, our life is really full. My wife is a full-time grad student and she works. Our kids don't have a lot of daycare. So I spend a lot of time with them. I get a few hours a day to write and then just managing to keep the house clean. I think if you've had young kids, you understand it's just a lot. So I often find myself just thinking, man, if I just had one full day to myself where I could just do whatever I want, man, a couple of days would be amazing. And then I got like, 10 days like that. <laughs> and for a while after I started feeling better, it was nice, even though I had limits on what I could do. And then the time kind of started to drag on. You know, I played my games, I watched my movies, I read my books. I did do a ton of writing. Um, I doubled the length of the Dragon Bard in that time. But you know, this is something that I knew. This is not the thing that I learned, which I'm getting to. Um, but time is time is strange. When it's limited, it feels so precious, and you can get so much done in a short amount of time. And when it doesn't feel limited, and it's totally perception, it's not like reality. It's just whether you feel like it's precious or whether you have more than you need. When you don't feel like you have enough, you know, it's it's so precious. And when you have so much that you're just kind of staring down the barrel of another 16 hours awake and wondering what you're going to do. You know, they say sex is only important when you're not getting it. <laughs> and I think time is kind of the same. I got lots of time during this recovery period and I started to get really moody. I started to get depressed and not want to do anything, which is really unusual for me. And I realized in the middle of that, that if this was my life, if I was just living alone, it wouldn't be fulfilling as much as I long for that free time. I don't just want free time. You know, as an introvert, I need alone time to recharge those batteries. But it turns out that I'm recharging those batteries to then use them with people, with the people that I want to be with. And the crazy thing is, I always kind of thought, you know, as long as I've got my books, as long as I can tell my stories, I'd be fine. But I could do that. And that wasn't it either. So, you know, I feel like in some ways in life, we're always just searching for what is it? What's the thing? What am I longing for? Um, and I don't know if we ever answer it, but 
I think it's really useful to scratch things off the list to be able to try out like, what if it was this and try it out and be like, no, that's not it. And then at least you're not longing for that thing, wishing that you had that thing because you tried it and it wasn't it. And maybe what you need is a balance. But for me, I was able to scratch off that. What if I just had unlimited free time, man, it'd be so great. And the truth is, at least for me, it's not. So what I learned is not that exactly, but before anything now, I used to, I don't know, I guess I've been a lot of things in my life. I've been a grad student and a volunteer worker and a teacher, but right now what I am is a father more than anything. What I was missing the most in that time, what was just like torturing me was the fact that I hadn't seen my kids since early July and it was mid-September. And that was really hard. That was the thing. That was the thing I latched onto is like, this is the thing that would make me feel fulfilled. So <laughs> I got to test that one out too. There's a happy end to the story. I finally tested negative. Uh, I got on a plane the next day, flew there. I got in a week with my family on the beach. Nobody got sick with COVID. And <laughs> I just can't tell you how wonderful the time was with my family. I just like adored being with my kids. And it's now been a few weeks that I've been with them. And my wife was so exhausted from you know, taking care of them alone all summer that I've been spending a lot of time with them. And it's still just wonderful. It's almost like I have the answer to that question of what is it for me right now? Yeah, there's a balance aspect to it. Like I do want some time to myself, some alone time, some recharge time, and I do want to write some, but mostly I just love spending time with my kids. So that's where I'm at. I got to scratch a thing off the list and I found another thing that just might scratch the itch. Anyways, as promised, I also doubled the length of this novel, and I've been having fun reading to you sections of the chapters. This chapter starts a more intense sequence than we've seen in the book so far. So um, here we go. This is chapter number five of The Dragon Bard, A Bundle of Hides. Chapter five. A bundle of hides. The stall reeked of cinnamon and sage, scents rich and exotic in Makina's nose after years on the ice. Pots hung in clusters from racks on the ceiling, clanging in the chill breeze off the bay. The shopkeeper, a weather-worn woman with a beak of a nose, squeezed between rolls of kashana fiber and bundles of oakwood, seeking the sugar loaves stacked against the back wall. This crooked alley of vendor stalls was nowhere Makina would have frequented in the old world, but poor town was different. The merchants who got ahead here, in spite of the taxes, were the ones willing to gouge new migrants for homesteading goods and cheat settlers on trade goods from the ice. In poor town, ironically, a shabby stall and lack of success marked an honest merchant and this stretch of dingy shops tucked hard against the foul-smelling waters of the bay was the most honest part of town. She could see it in the eyes of the shopkeeper, who had that rugged set to her chin Makina remembered so well from rebels during the war, who'd believed in their cause even though they knew they'd lose. A kind of martyrdom. She regretted what she'd had to do to some of them. Hundred weight of sugar, you say?' the woman asked, uncovering a stack of sugar loaves. Make it two. This woman might have been one of those rebels. Truths knew enough of them had fled across the waters, seeking exile rather than death. And a hide to wrap it in, or have you brought your own? A hide, too, but I'll choose it. 
Makina nodded at the skins hanging against the back wall, as precious here as copper and iron in the old world. She watched the woman pull down the hides and begin holding them up, keeping her hands still at her sides where they wanted to wipe themselves reflexively on her furs. She'd been in poor town all of five hours and already she was eager to leave. To get back to the caldera, or to the ice even, to the peace of a long walk with just a dragon and the lull's rhythm for company. This place reminded her too much of the old world, as though some stink of it had carried with the boats in the harbor on their fortnight journey. That one, she said, spying a black speckled hide with only a few holes and most of its fur intact. This was what she needed most. You could survive on caldera vegetables in unsweetened dragon blood, if need be, but neither scales nor ironworks could replace leather. Another irony of the ice. They'd come here to escape the old world, and yet they still needed it. And now that dragon bones had been shown to cure the blackness, the old world needed them too. The merchant clucked to herself. You know your hides. My father, Makina said, surprising herself. He was a tanner. Before. The worn woman nodded as she worked. To most people on the ice, before was before. No need to go into details. For their generation, at least. Cons would be different, she hoped. Alright friends, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to bringing you more chapters. Like I said, I wrote a ton during my sick time and my recuperation time. I hope you haven't gone through what I went through, or if you have, you came through it stronger and you didn't end up in the hospital, and you've got a little more insight into who you are and what you want. Um, I'm grateful to it for that, even though it was a really hard time. So until next time, stay well, my friends, and keep company with some loved ones and some good books. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tide Collar Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www.levijacobs.com/free. Thanks for listening, and read on. <laughs>